listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N. So it's Think, an educationalist podcast. I am your host, Nicholas Rue. I am your co-host, Paul Vine. And I'm Engineer Harold. Chew, chew. All right, this is episode 31, topic to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> so we had one person lined up uh-huh, to they, do a speech. They had to drop out this morning. And then we got a friend who said that they would do it, but they left their notes in Dayton. So they can't do it. So they let us know about 30 minutes beforehand. So we're doing a fun freestyle improv uh, theme. Yeah, Last time a- we did it, we talked about Juggalos, Millennials, Star Wars. Yeah, we just, you know, talk about the recent news. Barbara, Barbara Bush died. What's popping in the news? Yeah, Barbara Bush. Cardi B uh, got and- quote tweeted by Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Cardi B and Bernie Sanders is a whole thing that's happening right now. She was a Bernie, bro. I didn't know that. I she, heard about her for the first time like a month ago. Really? Yeah. I listened to the album. Say, it's She's good. Cool. I like it. She endorsed Bernie like last year mm-hmm. saying, God, last year? Two years ago. Two years Shit. ago. Um, or maybe, no, yeah, it would have been two years ago saying, uh, vote daddy Bernie, bish. Really? Okay. So, <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. It's great. It's a wonderful video. Um, well, wasn't she like a reality star? She was a stripper. Oh, she's a stripper, but wasn't she on some show? She was. She did YouTube stuff. Okay. I mean, she might have been on a reality show, but she was like a stripper who did a lot of YouTube stuff and then got pretty famous and then released a pretty baller rap album. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I think it was like HQ Trivia or something where they said like this musician started out as a reality star, but I didn't know. I that could have been that, a lot of was- people. Certainly our topic is not an in-depth history of Cardi B. Anybody who anybody. was on American Idol is a musician who started off as a reality star. I guess that's... Like Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Um, Clay Aiken. Uh, are we just going to... Kelly Clarkson. Kelly. Yeah. Justin, the one guy from who's featured in From Kelly to Justin. Oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake. No, not that one. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Nope. Justin McElroy. Possibly. Justin Time. Oop. That's good. Uh, okay. Like this bit, that ended just in time. Just in time. Let's move on. To the, um, was there more you wanted to say about? No, I just, it's, it's, um, I'm just thinking about, you know, our friend who canceled on us and, uh, you know, I'm just looking. Let's not name names. I'm not naming names, but if anybody knows, like, uh, you know, Let's just say uh, a secluded area. That would be cool. Just like let us know. We can really think about uh, how we've been wronged. <laughs> and like a chemically resistant bathtub. Yeah, you know. Um, just a, have you seen just a soak? Yeah, have you seen Ten Cloverfield Lane? Never mind. Don't answer that question. Um, I have. It's good. Yeah. Have you seen? Uh, also in the news recently. Ready Player One. Ready I know Player you've One. been I send, I send fucking it itching for this. So tell me all about Ready Player One. Are you familiar? The highs, the lows, the mediums. Oh, well, it's definitely medium. Uh, are you familiar with the c- conceit? Um, it's the future and the world's bad. So everyone lives in virtual reality game or like spends all their time in virtual, rea- virtual reality game. Basically. And yeah. it's called like, the, it's named after that one band. It's called like Oasis, right? Yeah, it's called yeah. the Oasis. Yes, it's called Oasis. I thought yeah. you were gonna go for a bit there, like the Stone Roses or something like that. Oh no, I didn't. That, went right that would have been it. a much cooler VR system. If when we do our sequel, the Gin Blossoms, the Gin Blossoms. Yeah, when we do our sequel, everyone's gonna jack into the Gin Blossoms. Mm-hmm. We're gonna write our own Ready Player One. Ready Player Two. Mm. Working on it already. All your favorite uh, celebrities are getting together. All your favorite references that were left out of Ready Player One. Karl Marx. Vladimir Lenin, what? Joseph Stalin, all your all your favorite. This is a pretty specific. This is a different thing. All your favorite, all your favorite uh, role models and media heroes. What if it's like, like uh, Mortal Kombat, but it's just like leftist figures? That would actually be really cool. That's more possible. Mal likely. <laughs> Nerf Mal. Nerf. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a really good idea. I love that. Um, yeah, so you basically got it. It's, uh, 
It takes place in like 2045. Yeah. The Oasis had been That's around. That's not that far away. For 20 years or so. So like we're. 2025. I could imagine. Yeah, we're pretty well into like this thing existing. Yeah. Um, main character lives in. As we talked about before, main character Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. It stars the 80s baseball player. Mm-hmm. Or 80s. What? Early 80s to mid 90s baseball player wow, Wade Boggs. I looked that up. I um, looked it up later. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lives. This is an episode now about Wade Boggs. Yes. Well, we After can do Ready both. Player One. We we'll can do back. both. Yeah. Um, so he lives in the stacks, which are like these. Uh, basically, it's a trailer park, but vertical. Oh. Um, you may have it's seen a, it in the trailers. I saw it in the trailers. So it's like a trailer park, but vertical, but also yeah. horizontal. It's yeah. not just like one giant tower. That would be wild. It's yeah. just one really tall, like like a double wide, but instead it's like a it just keeps going century high. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's Willy Wonka. What it is is wait, what I like Willy Wonka, and that's Ernest Klein's whole. It's thing. like video game Willy Wonka. Yes. Ooh. So like the first. What else did Ernest Klein write? He wrote a book called Armada, which is basically the last Starfighter. Okay, but wasn't there something else he did that was bad? Oh, he wrote... He was a slam poet. Okay. <laughs> it's not that exactly, but I, I like that. Uh, you know, he did a slam poem called Nerd Porn Auteur. Okay, yeah. Have, this... you, heard, have you heard of this? No. Can oh you my... recite it? Oh, my God. Welcome to this podcast in which I'm about to recite Nerd Porn Auteur by... Oh, and that's the thing also, which like One... definitely factors into him writing a poem called nerd porn art dot tour is he wrote the uh, screenplay for fanboys i don't know what that is you never saw fanboys it was a film that came out in like 2009 and it was set in uh like 1998 1997 i think it was 98 and it's about a group of friends who are big like star wars nerds and then um oh they go to skywalker ranch yeah one of them is diagnosed with cancer and like isn't gonna live to see the premiere of uh phantom menace so God, they drive out kid. to, yeah. Well, they drive out to uh, Lucasfilm or Lucas Skywalker Ranch and get George Lucas to like let them see the film, but he only lets the uh, the sick one, do yeah, it. the sick one see it, and he can't talk about it. And then uh, I think he dies before everyone else sees it. But the final scene, which I did like, the final scene is like after this giant like journey where they meet um, William Shatner. And, like, Ethan Suppley plays that shithead from uh, Ain't It Cool News or whatever. That film doesn't matter. Um, But finally, they get in the theater at the end after this long journey. And uh, one just turns to the other. Like, the two main characters look at each other. And they're just like, what if it sucks? And that's the last line in the film. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Yeah. That is funny. Well, let me go ahead. I'm going to read this whole... But overall, not a great film. Maybe not the whole poem. I think this this post that I'm pulling this from, because it got taken down, um, as it should have. It was just too good. Yes, that's really what it is. Um, I think this whole poem, but maybe missing some stuff at the end. It's really bad. So um, I feel like I have a good voice for this. Okay. um, Because I've kind of got like... Could you have a worse voice for this? Well, I kind of sound like a nerd. Like, the way I talk sounds pretty bad so like oh, your voice sounds fine i think you can i've listened to this podcast it's not great yeah so this is nerd porn auteur by one ernest klein all right that sounded pretty nerdy i'll give it to you i've noticed that there don't seem to be any porno movies that are made for guys like me all the porn i've come across was targeted at beer swilling sports bar dwelling alpha males Men who like their women, stupid and submissive. Men who can only get it up for monosyllabic, cock-hungry nymphos oh, with God. gargantuan breasts and a three-word vocabulary. Adult films are populated with these collagen-injected, liposuctioned women, many of whom have resorted to surgery and self-mutilation in an attempt to look the way they have been told Jesus to look. Jesus Christ. These aren't real women. They're objects. Ugh. And these movies aren't erotic. They're pathetic. These vacuum-headed fuck bunnies don't turn me on. They disgust me. Band name, though. And it's not that I'm against pornography. I mean, I'm a guy, and guys need porn. Ooh. Fact. Like a preacher needs pain, like a needle needs a vein. Guys ah. need porn. <laughs> but I don't want to watch this misogynist he man. This? this is like halfway through. Oh, I don't want to watch this misogynist he man woman hating porn. 
I want porno movies that are made with guys like me and mine. Ooh, finally, it's his his dream. He wants yeah. deep lore Star Wars references yes. in his. God, no, it gets it's it's pretty bad. Guys, who know that the sexiest thing in the world is a woman who is smarter than you are. You can have the whole cheerleading squad. Yeah, but isn't this like a Drake line at this point? Kind of. Uh, I want the girl in the tweed skirt and the horn-rimmed glasses. Betty Finabowski, the valedictorian. Oh, yes. First, I want to copy her trick homework, and then I want to make mad, passionate love to her for hours and hours until she reluctantly asks if we can stop because she doesn't want to miss Battlestar Galactica. This is the worst line in the whole thing. I don't want to. Summa cum laude, baby. No, no. This is what I call erotic. Stop, stop, stop. Is that the end of it? No, there's don't like, continue. There's like three I, more paragraphs. I, if I was listening to this podcast, I like when Wish. I edit this podcast <laughs> and I hear that point, I might just delete the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> or at least I'm gonna bleep it out. Or yeah, it's bad. It's just, it's awful. Yeah. So anyway, this is so. But and to put this in perspective, and not that this makes it better. Yeah. But he wrote that stuff in like 2000-ish oh, was when okay. he was a slam poet. Yeah. Now the problem is, is that I believe he was born in like 83. Mm-hmm. So, so he was an adult or seven. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so, yeah, he was, was like 17. No, he might have been before before that. He I think he was like in his mid 20s. OK, late 20s. So he's like my age. I mean, I would forgive like, like a 14 year old writing. Oh, that. yeah, that's pretty good for a 14 year old. I mean, it makes sense thematically like with a 14 year old, but he's <laughs> yeah. like twice that age. That's sad. Um. So how did <laughs> so he did that? How did he like make a career for himself? So that's what's wild about. It. So he wrote the book. In, I, th- I forget when he started, like 2008, 2011 ish. Well, no, 2008, I think. And then 2011 was when he started shopping it around. So 2011 is when it got picked up to be optioned for a movie. Yeah. 2012 was when the book was published. Yeah. I remember when it came out, you loved it. You were all I, about it. I did like it because it was a silly kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a fun kind of pulpy thing yeah it, it was literally willy wonka but with like 80s references which i'm a sucker for so like i was, I was like the target demographic um the movie does make a lot of changes that are good um from the book do you think the movie is better than the oh book? absolutely really absolutely the movie was actually not bad it was entertaining okay i mean um, it's spielberg yeah you know it's got that spielberg thing that he does normally when if you described a movie about like a shark terrorizing a small town i'd be like sounds boring but when spielberg does it that's because he actually got a real shark and he he did kill um (laughs) he sacrificed a lot of people i forget the guy who plays quint what is that the fisherman or that's the the old guy that owns the boat i don't know not the main character. Let's just abandon this reference. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so the plot of this is that there is this guy, the Willy Wonka figure, James Halliday, who created the Oasis. Halliday, huh? Yes. And Halliday is a self-insert for Ernest Cline. He is a person who knows who, like, in the movie they play it up that he's kind of on the spectrum a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he doesn't really know how to interact with people. He... In order to get through life, he kind of uh, moves away from people and kind of absorbs himself into his video games and movies that he loves and music it, that he likes. Is there any point in which he does a somersault? No, he doesn't do that. He's he's dead throughout like the entire thing. So the no, the movie and the book basically start off with Willy Wonka has died. Okay. And in this virtual world that he's created, he has left a Easter egg. A golden ticket, if you will. Yes. And that whoever finds it will gain control of the Oasis. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And okay. a lot of money. Like, basically, they become sole owner of his company. Um, What's his company called? The Glass Elevator Corporation? No, it's called... Uh, actually, I forget what the company's called. I'm not going to look it up. It doesn't matter. Lame. All right, so the, Oasis Incorporated. So those things are the same in the book and the movie. The book does a radically different thing, and it's good that the book is not what the movie is because the book has... So in order to find the Easter egg, you have to find these three keys mm-hmm. that open up three gates. I played HQ Trivia when they were doing the theme yeah, version. So I when think you, we all did, so I understand mm, that basic idea. Right. So when you find the three keys, it, you get the three gates, and there's more puzzles to do after you get to the gates. In the movie, you find the key, you use it to open the gate, the gate reveals like the, the clue to the next puzzle or mm-hmm. whatever. There's no extra steps, which is good because literally in the book... The so one of the big differences is that in the book everyone goes to school in this VR world. 
like yeah. public high schools in the VR world, which is kind of a cool thing. Like uh-huh. it's everybody has access to it. It's free as far as I know, other than maybe energy, but um, they don't really tackle that in the book. Um, nope. So everyone goes to the public school and on the home world that the, everyone goes to school in, he finds Wait, the, is this not earth? No. So there's different wow. planets. It's yes. It's okay. That seems like a leap for 2045. Well, no, 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 no. It is on Earth. Yeah. But in the Oasis. Oh, in VR and other yeah, planets. Yeah, there's okay, different gotcha, planets. Gotcha, Yeah. Um, so on the planet that everyone goes to school where, like, all your powers are locked, you can't, like, fight anybody or do anything cool. You are just a normal person going to school. Um, he has hidden a recreation of the Tomb of Horrors from D&D that if you make it through and you beat an AI in the video game Joust, you yeah. will get the key. Joust you, is pretty hard. That's the one with the flying birds, birds right? Yeah. Yeah. That's impossible to control. So whenever I try and play, I just keep going. Well, like, and that's the thing right, that it talks right. about is there's a secret. There's, there's a, a secret to there's Joust? There's a secret that if you do wow. the right inputs right at the beginning, you win every time. And that's how he beats the AI. He like okay. gets he beats him. Is that a real thing? In the real joust? Yes, in the real joust. Wow. I mean that's the thing that the book is filled I'm with. I'm gonna go impress some people at the barcade. Very silly like things of like They've studied this guy so much that they know everything that he knows. They've memorized all of his favorite films. They know all the words to the favorite films. They know his favorite song, which is in the book, Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. (laughs) Uh, In the movie, it's something else. I can't remember what it is. They couldn't get the Oingo Boingo right? I I feel like they were like, maybe not everyone likes Oingo Boingo or knows who Oingo Boingo is. So we're going to go with like a safe bet like... I don't know, Bruce Springsteen or something. I, right, I don't say that name in that tone. I, no, I, 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 just don't, I don't remember. Um, well, I like the film more if it's No, Bruce it's not Bruce Springsteen. It's probably something more like Rush. Okay. That's, yeah. Um, or Devo. Duran Duran, maybe. Okay. Some, something like that. Um, so when he gets to the first gate, the first challenge is that he has to recreate I believe the entirety of the movie War Games. The Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Starring Matthew Broderick. I'm familiar with so War he, Games. He, but did you know that War Games is now, as many online ads have pointed out to me, an interactive game? Have you seen ads for that? They're re- Probably. They're remaking War Games, but as like a thing on your phone that you can play. And it's like, you're in the War Game. That's Like, you're all, like we're all Matthew Broderick now. That's weird, because there's a video game from... 10 years ago or so yeah that was essentially the the quote-unquote game that they're playing in war games thermonuclear war. thermonuclear war, war where they where they're like playing against each other somebody took that kind of rough concept of how it's done in there and turned it into an actual video game that called cool. um defcon it's really cool oh i've heard of that game yeah i know that game the game's pretty awesome um but yeah he has to do i believe the entirety of war games where he wakes up like in Matthew Broderick's body and has to recreate the entire movie. And if he messes Did they up get Matthew Broderick, no, it's in the book. Oh, they didn't do this in the movie because you, if you, you couldn't do that in a movie, it would just it be, be like, it'd be really boring. It's to just, watch. what if it was just, what if it was just ready player one for like 30 minutes and then, and then they war just, games, they just all screamed of it. war games, but with like every, everybody's the same, but the main character, Ty Sheridan or whatever, <laughs> yeah. They can just CGI his face over yeah. Matthew Broderick. So, so instead in the movie, what they do is they do... I mean, this is spoilers. Who cares? No one's going to go see that. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a race. There's like a race that everyone does. And through looking at James Halliday's life, because all of his like life had been recorded through like cameras, which might have tried to be like some sort of, sort of cool like thing on the like our security culture. Yeah. Of like everything in this dude's life is pretty much recorded, and you can go back and watch the whole thing. Wow, commentary, topical. Yeah, it could be Look commentary. Steven Spielberg, but it's just like how in the seventies people weren't afraid of sharks, and he was like, "You better watch out for sharks." Yeah, but it was, a, but they don't do that. Instead, they're like, "This is a good thing because now you can solve the big puzzle," which is James Halliday saying. I wish we could go backwards really fast, pedal to the metal, or something like that, and so he goes to the race. And then he puts it in reverse. And then he goes backwards, and it skips him to the very end of the, the race. Oh, cool. That's what I do in most video games, but on accident. 
And sometimes I'll turn around and then go the wrong way. Yeah, and it's fun. But then if it, then the like cloud creatures with the, the, the fishing poles. Yes, the Lakitu. Making Mario Kart Lock-a-tip. properly. Um so that's it's kind of funny though because in the movie this had been going on for like five years, and he's the first one to figure that out. And in reality, if you gave a bunch of nerds, oh, uh, I would have done that immediately. Yeah, it would have been like the first thing people <laughs> did. <laughs> so, um, so that's like the first puzzle, and then the second one in the book, it gets, God, it gets really bad. Um, there's a lot of murder that happens. Um, people are there killed. any? Never mind. <laughs> Are there VR anime titties? In the movie or in the book? Both. Okay. So in... I believe both, but definitely in the movie, they do do this whole thing where like... So everyone lives basically in the VR world. They escape from their problems by going into this VR world. Mm-hmm. If you can get money... Which in the movie is kind of stipulated that like real world money and virtual money are the same thing. Like you okay. can buy stuff. Like you mean the, when Bitcoin finally takes over? Kind of, yeah. Like the money that he gets in the game, he can use to buy <coughs> real world things that get shipped to him. One of the things he buys is a full body haptic feedback suit. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> and there is actually a a moment where they're dancing, and she goes, "Can you feel this?" And she like rubs her hand along his chest and then does kind of grab his uh, crotch and go, uh-oh. oh, you came prepared or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. That's in the movie? Yeah, it's in the movie. Nice. But is it like an anime lady oh. that he's dancing with? Yes. It's, is it really? Oh, yeah, it's like, it, I mean, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's not like anime, but it's like bad CGI. Okay. Like it's like it's wor- looks way worse than any game we What's have. What's that now. movie you're really excited for? The live action anime? The Battle Angel Aelita? Mm-hmm. I'm not excited yeah. for that. Does the person he's dancing with look like that? She does have big old eyes. Ooh, there we go. That's all I needed. So. I just want to know there's some acknowledgement that like most of this is going to be used for like anime fucking. Oh, well, yeah. That's, so that's the thing. That's what's really interesting. It's like the movie itself and the book itself are not good. I don't the 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 theme of the fuck talking about the rest of this movie. The theme of the movie is that. Uh, the real world's the only thing that's real. Everyone needs to log off sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. it ends with him getting control of the thing and shutting it down on, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's just, like, in the world they've created, people work in that thing. So that's, like, f- like enforcing a, like, two-day weekend in the middle of the work week and people are already, like, struggling to get by. Yeah. Or it's like a, it's like a weird dystopian future that does not solve the problem because it, like... This thing that was public and kind of belonged to everyone because nobody owned it now is owned by like five people who have complete control over. Who are the five people? The high five is what they call them. It is (laughs) really yes, and it's the first five people to unlock the the first key. Is it our protagonist? It uh, is Ed. What was Ed Sheeran? Sheeran. Protagonist Ed Sheeran, Artemis, who is the love interest. Uh, Are you you talking from? Wild Wild West? Yes. Uh, That's played by Kevin 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 Klein. Kevin Klein. We got there. Yep. This podcast is truly the Ready Player One of podcasts. There's his best friend, H, who, and this is really messed up. So in the book, H is like like a white guy, just like normal white guy in in the VR world. Mm -hmm. At the end of the film, it's revealed to be like, overweight black lesbian woman okay which is not like it's a weird thing but like it's kind of a i I thought it was kind of a cool thing at Mm -hmm. the time because like okay here's a world in which you can be anyone you want to be and obviously you're dealing with prejudices in the real world so you can go into this vr world and hide that stuff and it kind of was like a thing of like you don't know who you're talking to like it, it anybody can be anybody and that's kind of a like a cool anonymous thing because you can hide from these things that you maybe can't escape in the real world. Obviously, that's not a solution. Um, but in the movie, they're just like, all right, black woman, she's a giant orc. And that's very problematic because, like, historically, orcs, like, starting with Tolkien and probably maybe before that, but, like, orcs have always been coded as this, like, they're a filthy subhuman race, and they're described in the same ways that, like, other authors used to describe black people as, like, it's it's weird. 
Wait, do all have do all creatures have racial coding? What are goblins? We talked about this already. Well, I forgot about it already. Gobl- goblins. Oh yeah, we already did talk about yeah, this we on did. an episode. Yeah. So let's do a previous episode if you want to hear about that yes. conversation. But the, but the point anyway, is anyway, movie less uh, more problematic. Yeah, than more the book. more issues there. And then Shoto and and Dai, I think Daito and Shoto, Show yeah. or Show and Daito, they're Daito and Tattoo. Yes. Um, who are like two Japanese gamers. Um, mm. I'm just now realizing no, I that, that I believe they changed his name from Shoto in the book to Show because Shoto is like a Japanese term for like young boys or whatever. Oh, yeah. And that kind of would ruin, I think, the whole. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, this is revealing something about me, but there is a oh, no. genre of uh, pornography called Shoda. Shota yeah. with an A. And what is it? Shota. What is the difference? Shota. Shoto. Shoto. Shota. 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 Okay. T-A-S-H-O-T-A and S-H-O-T-O. Okay. So Shoto is the name of this kid in the book, if I remember correctly. Shota is a genre of porn in which a young boy is usually having sex with an older woman. All right. Huh. Well. So just go. go I feel go, like they go would, Google that and make sure we're right. Don't Google that. Bing, Bing, video, search it. Turn your safe search off. We're all adults, unless you're not. If you're under eighteen, don't listen to this. Why podcast. are you listening to this podcast? Actually, whatever. I'm not a cop. Listen to the podcast all you want. Yeah. All right. Go, Google milfs. <laughs> I don't know. Between this and the don't Google milfs, you're not gonna get anything. <laughs> Fart boner? Fart boner? What was the thing you talked about the other day? You mean like the last episode or? The last episode. It would have been the last episode of the episode before that. The the weird. um, You're going to have to remind me of fart boner. The weird porn porn site that you're talking about. (laughs) Dog fart. (laughs) What is a dog Dog fart? fart. Still haven't checked that out. (laughs) You don't need to. Probably don't. (laughs) Me too. Um, So yeah, it it just sets up this world in which. You can escape from all your problems, and rather than like anybody doing anything creative or creating anything new, just because this one guy had an obsession with the things that he loved, everyone is just is resulted in everyone following him into his world. Okay, which I've, is like a weird narcissism thing. It is. Um, several other questions. Uh, is there an equivalent in this of um, Oompa Loompas? Um, no. The closest you get... Okay. The closest you get is in the book, the partner that James Halliday had in this company that he set up, his name is uh, Ogden Morrow. Ooh. Much much like the Wormwood guy from... Who's the guy from Willy Wonka who's the bad guy that shows up and he's like, oh. I will give you a million dollars for uh, you. He just shows up. Slugsworth. Yeah. Slugsworth. Yeah. Slugworth. Slugworth. Yeah. Um, is he a Slugworth figure? Kind of. So Ogden Morrow's whole thing is that he had a bad split with James Halliday. And the, I forget what exactly. Were they dating? No. So in the book, in the movie, James Halliday goes on one date with a girl, can't bring up the courage to ask her to dance. Hold on. Can you hear the sirens? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're coming to arrest us. Yep. They, they heard us talking about Shoda. They heard us talking about Shoda, and they were just like, time to get them. Don't Google it. Um, so uh, James Halliday goes on one date with a girl, can't work up the courage to ask her to dance, and uh, Ogden Morrow winds up dating her and marrying her. Uh-oh. And, Tension. And at least to like, the split of the company. So yeah. Ogden Morrow in like the book goes onto the world this virtual world once a year for his birthday and throws a big party in the movie it's revealed that he was this there's a, a caretaker of the Halliday archives like this big journal is it Ogden Morrow it's Ogden Morrow pretending wow. to be an AI okay how old is he who's he played by he's played by Simon Pegg oh I like Simon Pegg so he's pretty old um, but that's like the big plot is he like Simon Pegg and old age makeup yeah, okay. or maybe not that much old age, just like whiter hair. He just looks like shit. Yeah. Just he, I mean, Simon Peck's had a rough couple of years. I mean, they created in the 20s. He was probably in his 20s or 30s, so he's probably the 50s, 60s. Oh, that's appropriate. At the All time. Right. So. so did they ever show a picture of the, the founder? The 
Yeah, they you forgot his name in, already. James Fall- James Halliday. James Halliday. Yeah, he's in it all the play- all the time. Who's he played by? He is played by Nick Frost. No, I forget. Missed opportunity. Nah, they really actually that probably wouldn't be pretty cool. No, in the film he's played by uh, Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance. I don't know who that is. He was Mark in, Ruffalo. I know. No, he was in um, Dunkirk. Yep, didn't see Dunkirk. He looks like that. Dunkirk. I'm Dunkirk with that movie. No. Okay. Um, I thought he was also in Spotlight, but I could be wrong. Ooh, that's a good film. Well, is no, there... I'm thinking of Mark Ruffalo. Yep, <laughs> different, different person. No, he's Mark. the guy that played the Incredible Hulk, right? Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Then that was Eric Bana. Eric Bana did the 2000 three Ang Lee one. Right. And then Edward. What Norton about Edward Norton? The, Edward Norton did like the 2009, 2010. What about Lou Ferrigno? Uh, he did the TV show for. Did anyone else play the Hulk? I don't know. We got all the Hulks named. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. We could be. We could probably solve the the riddles three. <laughs> um, you might appreciate this. You you know the movie The Shining, right? Yeah. You're familiar with the film The Shining. Um. You know hold that. On. Steve, yes. You know that Steven Spielberg is a huge Kubrick nerd, mm-hmm. and that when Kubrick died making Kubert nerd. Yeah, he's a big in the Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick, Kubrick. Okay, yeah. Whatever. I'm. A, I don't give a shit about how to pronounce his name properly. I was. I was making a Kubert joke like that. Oh, 80s, Kubert. Yeah. You know. Okay. Hilarious. That's good. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Actually, the, the, this, 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 the, 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 we talked about. It this. was thematically on point. 80s fucking references. No, you're right. You're right. Kubert doesn't come up. At Go all, dog all, fart yourself. All right. Whatever. Um. So in the second gate is. In the movie, in the book, it's like, I'm a narcissist. I loved all these things. Everyone should love all these things. And if they do it, it basically are me. They can run my company. It'd be like if Willy Wonka, like, forced Charlie to wear, like, a top hat and walk with a cane <laughs> and do all that stuff, like, throughout the tour. That'd be into that remake. Um, but in in the movie... It's more played up as like he went through life not understanding other people and other people not understanding him. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way for him to finally be understood oh, man. is by forcing everybody to go through this rigorous thing. Um, but the second the second challenge is they literally go into the film The Shining. Okay. In and the it, book or in the TV in show? In the movie. Okay. In the book, did they do that? Uh, no. In the book, The Shining doesn't come up at all. Okay. Uh, or if it does, it doesn't come up like that. I forget the the second thing was a Blade Runner, I think. So who are they in The Shining? They're nobody. It's literally their avatars show up in the world of The Shining, and it's shot. I don't know exactly what they did. I don't know if they used footage from The Shining, but it looks exactly like the Overlook Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do the like kissing the naked lady, or the naked lady that turns into an old gross zombie woman. They include that. Yeah, huh. they they change it into like she's a little bit more zombie-like and then starts trying to stab him uh, or the main character with a a knife um they do the blood elevator thing they got the girls how much time do they spend in the shining they spend like good 20 30 minutes that's crazy how long is the movie it's like two hours and ten minutes fucking five hours (laughs) it's a long film way too long um i don't know it's weird it's weird um I had I had a point that I was gonna make. Um, have, you, have you seen The Shining? Yeah, I've seen The Shining. It's okay. one of my favorite films. All right, just making sure. There's an equal chance that you'd be like, no, and I hate it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, no, it's. I feel like for classics, those are your two opinions. Yeah. Well, it's it's how contrarian can it be? Is it? It's the thing that I've seen and enjoyed a thing that I've seen and didn't really like or I haven't seen it and therefore I hate it. <laughs> That's Those are pretty much my three modes. Um, how about we take a short break to yeah. unpack that? Okay. That'd be good. Hear a word from our sponsor? Yeah. I don't know. Something's gonna happen mm-hmm. <laughs> during this break. Maybe we'll come up with a new topic. Yeah, I gotta go uh, call a carpet cleaning service and make out some stains that I can't get out of my carpet. So... This would be a good time for you to do that. Um, see if they want to sponsor us. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. Uh, bye. Hey, y'all. It's Nick. I'm going to do a rare, serious 
self-referential commercial for uh, Think. Uh, we are uh, launching a Patreon, which you can find at www.patreon.com forward slash Think, which you know how to spell. And um, we're going to start uploading some exclusive content on there, like, you know, us talking about Army Hammer for an extra 15 minutes or scripts for skits that we might actually film based on ideas we've had in the podcast at some point, but probably won't. And eventually bonus episodes. Uh, We have some plans to expand the uh, content available on there as well as uh, the platforms that uh, Think is on. So if you would like to uh, be very, very generous and support us, please visit the uh, Patreon page and give us a little money. Thanks. And we're back. Uh, welcome to the second half yeah, of welcome episode to 30. I'll edit that out. What? Huh? What? Nothing. It's fine. Okay. It's not incriminating. <laughs> you say incriminating. <laughs> You're acting like we committed a crime. No. We There was no crime committed. I I don't know anything about any of this. I was just a, a, I'm playing along with a bit. Like, we didn't get arrested. The sirens were not we for not. us. <laughs> we didn't get arrested and then kill the cops and then escape. Yeah, we have not done anything illegal. Mm-hmm. At least that you can prove. Wink. <laughs> Don't say it. Shit. Um, it's fine. You're, that's a real um, James Holiday moment to get us back on. Holiday. Whatever. Holiday. Jimmy Holiday. <laughs> he made Oasis. Mr. James, Here's what it is. Mr. Gambling and just anime fuckpots. Yeah, Mr. James Buffett's Oasis. James, I, that would be better. That should be the holy shit. That should be the sequel. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. It's just <laughs> Oasis is Margaritaville. Yeah, that's very good. Um, so the other big, I guess the other big thing in this movie is the the bad guys. Ooh, there's bad guys. Yeah. So the bad guys are this guy named Nolan Sorrento. Sounds like a real piece of shit. Who runs a company called Sorrento? I, Sorrento. Isn't that a type of Kia? Uh, it is, and I think it's also a brand of cheese. Okay. No, that's Sargento. Never mind. Um, that's close. Um, so, uh, this guy runs a business called IOI, which stands for something that I cannot find. No, no. It doesn't. Innovative Online Industries. So Nolan Sarn does this bad guy, and he wants basically to solve the puzzle so that he can take control of the Oasis because it will make him the richest person in the world. Um, in the do they make at least one "What's New Morning Glory" joke? I don't know. Or don't. what's the story? Morning Glory. Oops, I don't know my Oasis as well as I thought. Yeah, you would. Lose. Is there anything at any point that they have to overcome that is called a wonder wall? <laughs> like they have to open, they have to get the key to open the gate in the wonder wall. No, the closest you get... Man, I should have got a fucking pass at this script, no, but the they cl- won't reference yeah, the, the closest you oh, get... Oh, is that 90s? The closest you get is that the, the last world, they put up like a giant impenetrable shield. And they don't call and it they, a wonder yeah, wall They really missed a, they missed chance. The, they could have like done a, like a champagne supernova yeah. thing in there. They could have really done a lot with this. They're just going to call something Oasis and not but, give those... What are their last names? A high five? No, the the guys in Oasis, Gallagher, and get the Gallagher. Oh, a you shout get out. Gallagher's, yeah. Liam. Ooh, since it's eighty references, are there any references to the comedian Gallagher? No, there are not. That's bullshit. Again, missed missed opportunity. It's mostly like the movie plays it pretty straight. Anything that's kind of weird or outside the like line of maybe what something everyone would know, quote unquote. Yeah, is like explained. Like, I think we should do. Um, I'll go watch this, and then um, I'll make a list of all the complaints of things that they didn't include, and we can put that on the Patreon. Well, that's my plan: is to like we should do a spec script for the second movie, yeah, where we make it better because the first one is fun, but it wasn't like great or anything. There's a world you could build for. Yeah, it, right? I feel like really we could like we'll do inside the oasis. They create another better oasis. That's James Buffett's oasis. Uh, and we, we create that world. Okay. Yeah. Well, how does it end? Wait, you're working towards that, right? Uh, kind of. I mean, I 
skipped it, but I, I jumped around. Yeah. I mean, it ends literally. Okay. Wait, you what okay f- with knowing this, Harold? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I guess if you're really worried about having Ready Player One spoiled for you. Mm-hmm. So the movie ends with uh, them having a big climactic battle where who's Aug- them. The uh, Wade and his friends okay send out a message to literally everybody in the Oasis saying, like, "Hey, we, we got to beat up IOI." Yeah, we need to, we need your help. This bad guy wants to take over. Wait, Oasis. why is he the bad guy? No, he wants to take over. Yeah. Right, classic story. And he's like, he's going to shut it down or start charging people money because a big thing in the movie is that the IOI buys up your debt yeah. and then turns you into an indentured servant. Okay, like they literally they put you in this small like box. That looks kind of reminiscent of the pods from Alien, except standing straight up, like more like a shower-esque situation. And you literally are fixed with a the helmet and the gloves, and you control drones inside the world of the Oasis. This just sounds like layers and layers of metaphor that I'm not even ready emotionally to unpack. It's yeah. So they call. They basically get everybody and their friends. They bring out the Iron Giant. They. Fight. Oh yeah, the Iron Giants in it. Yeah, they fight. They fight all the bad guys. They break through. They activate the this big MacGuffin weapon that was talked. Set What's up. it do? It kills everybody on the world. Like what? It, That's it? Yeah, it kills everybody. <laughs> Just everyone? Yes. Okay. But is that how it ends? No. So what happened is in the book he played Pac Man uh-huh. and got the quarter, which is an extra life. In the movie, he has a bet with the AI. Um, when they're solving like the second riddle or whatever, and he wins. Who's AI? The AI, the Ogden Morrow, okay. pretending to be the like AI butler. So the real AI. Yes. Yeah. And so Ogden Morrow flips him. They, oh, he doesn't know it's Ogden Morrow at the time, but the butler flips him a coin saying, you won our bet. Here's a quarter. And it's an extra life. It's an extra life. So he dies and he comes back and then he beats the video game adventure, but not really. So the game adventure was the first game to have an Easter egg in it. That's the one... Wait, is that the one that Jack Black did a commercial for, where it's all about like you're in like a jungle and then you got to grab on? That's Pitfall. That's Pitfall. What's Adventure? Adventure <gasps> is like that's a the one with it's blocks. the circles. I mean squares. The other thing, I saw a circle and so I said circles. <laughs> I'm not dumb. Um, it's diff- It's a square and then you navigate. Yeah, it's like a maze. Yeah. It's just a maze. But your character is just a square. Yeah, they're not a square. They're kind of awkwardly shaped, I think. But maybe maybe they are a square. Um, Anyway, it ends with him playing that game, and rather than beating it, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to navigate and unlock the Easter egg, and that we win. And it gives him the opportunity to like sign the contract where he would take control of Oasis, and he realizes that that was James Halliday's biggest regret, was forcing his friend Ogden Mara to sign over his shares of the company. Yeah. So he refuses to sign it, and then it's like, oh, you passed my test. Here's you, you beat the thing. Here's so it's straight up Willy Wonka. Yeah, okay. basically. Damn. All right. And it, it does end with him saying, "Thanks for playing my game," which is kind of funny. That's the end of it. Well, and then and then they do like the wrap up where Nolan Sorrento is like in real life trying to shoot them with a gun, like a real gun. Yeah. And then the police show up and save them. So that sucks. So what's like the big climax of it? He the just... climax is the big fight. Yeah, I mean, but I don't get the ending. The ending is so like, he they just, win. He gets they okay. They win. They get control of the oasis, and then it ends. Okay, so to but set, doesn't he turn down control of the oasis? No, no, no. That was a test. It's again. You get nothing. You lose. But it's like here's yeah. a contract. Yeah, yeah. It was basically that where he's like, you get nothing. Good day, sir. And he brings back, and he's like, here's your gobstopper, and he's like, don't you see what this means? Um, and here's the golden egg that gives you control of the oasis. And here's the big red button that shuts it off. And they do a, oh, I almost stumbled and hit the button joke. Hilarious. Um, the I mean, the big thing in the, both the book and the movie is that Artemis, this. From the start of it. What? <laughs> That's a line in the Wild Wild West rap by okay. Will Smith. Good. With Artemis, oh, yeah, from, Artemis the from the start of it. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Buffalo should've... Soldier look. It's like, yeah, God, do the whole thing. It was um, the first song that I knew uh, all, that I looked up all the words. All the to. words, too. And That's... when I say looked up, I mean I got the CD and, and like it, it had yeah. the booklet. And then I looked up the yeah, words. Yeah, because this and is before like Metro lyrics or Genius. It starts or with, <laughs> since you're reciting a poem, Wiki Wiki Wild, Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a great. What film. is it? None of this. No, you, wait. Desperado. 
I don't remember, but then it's uh, no, none of this. No, you don't want nada. Running this, the start of this. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the words to the Wild Wild West. I'm right. not eight and, yeah. <laughs> and crazy about that movie for the giant mechanical spider anymore. <laughs> well, you know the whole story with that, right? Yeah, I've yeah. I've seen Kevin Smith talk about stuff. Okay, good. Um, but does our audience know? Well, you make a quick like, summary of it. Yeah. It's already on this nerd shit. All right. I think the title of this is just going to be like episode thirty-one theme on Ready Player One, and then parentheses like Try some it. some nerd shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the, the screenwriter kept wanting to put a giant mechanical spider. Was a, a screenwriter? Of, it's a producer. Was it the producer? Producer yeah. wanted to put a giant mechanical spider into a bunch of movies. Uh, the, everybody basically told him no that's dumb and stupid the and first it, one was or like the most notable one was that uh, Kevin Smith was supposed to write a script or like partially wrote a script I wrote a draft of a script for a Superman movie and then when he met with this producer uh, the guy was like I want to put a giant mechanical yeah, like, spider in Kevin Smith no was he was like, like can Superman fight a giant spider are there any like giant spiders in Superman? Superman and Kevin Smith named like some kind of creature that exists within the Superman lore. Which is a large spider, but was not big enough yeah. to produce it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he said, no, I'm not going to fund your movie. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't make that Superman movie. And then he finally found somebody who well, would make a film. Well, Wild Wild West was a remake. Yeah, it was. Of an it old, was originally like a 70s, t- t- TV 60s, show. 70s TV show. I think 60s. Yeah. So. And then I think they made Beyond Wild Wild West. They made like a sequel. Uh, to the series, a second series, and no, and then in the nineties they made the movie. Oh, okay, starring once again Will Smith and Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein. who also who played Artemis. And, um, who's the bad guy? The bad guy is uh, oh Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh, <laughs> like Shakespearean actor and yeah. renowned director Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, played uh, Beauregard T. Loveless, Loveless, or something like that. Yeah, I forget his. Sounds something. We'll do another episode in a few about, months. About that's wild, just wild theme West. Wild, wild I mean, I could. I would want to spend a whole episode talking about those weird magnetic collars that they got. Yeah, let's let's just shut it down right now because we can easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the, so the an big hour. thing, the big thing in Ready Player One, both the book and the film, that's just a tease that, for the future. Um, the main character falls in love with this girl, Artemis. Artemis is a girl. What? I feel w- feeling because you were so focused on the Wild Wild West thing. I feel like maybe you didn't pick up on. I it. didn't know Artemis was a girl's yes. name. Artemis was a goddess, the goddess of the hunt. Mm-hmm. Hence the, the whole joke. But what about that other thing? The Artemis what, young adult series. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, a, that's a boy. That's a boy. That boy. Yeah. I know two Artemises other than apparently a goddess, which I don't worship. <laughs> Greek, Greek, and Roman. Mm, probably had a different uh, name. Apollo was the same in both. Artemis was different. Artemis was Artemis and the goddess of the hunt. I forget the the Roman one off the top of my head. Wow, that's fine. That sucks. is not like <laughs> information that you need to pull up at any given time. No, it just sucks. I feel like I, that was my whole whole thing. I'm gonna look like a fool. Um, anyway, I'll edit it in later. Yeah. So the whole big thing is that like he falls in love with this girl basically upon first meeting her because they connect. But the thing is, is that the only reason they connect is because both of them have studied this James Halliday figure and know everything about his life. So the only thing they connect on is the fact that Diana, Diana, it was Diana. I think it's um, Artemis in Greek and then in Roman mythology. Yeah, it's Diana. I was thinking Diana, but for whatever reason, I, I, the Wonder Woman thing threw me off because I was thinking like, oh yeah, her name's Diana. Oh. Um, Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Yes. Regardless. Regardless. Okay. Um. They do this whole thing where it's like they fall in love because, well, he falls in love with her and she says, no, you wouldn't like me. Uh, I have like issues. And when he finally meets her in real life, it's revealed that she has uh, like a birthmark mm-hmm. that covers her eye. And in the movie, it's like, here is this actress that looks normal. She just has like a wine stained birthmark over her eye. Yeah. And it's like normal. Fine. After that. So it's just like, you know, oh, look. And they fall in love at the end, and he gets the girl at the end, and that's the whole, the last line of the movie is like, after all, reality is the only thing that's real, and then he kisses her, or whatever. It's like, dumb. Like, that was the whole film was like this weird male power fantasy. You think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds like an okay film. You know it's a great video game film that we should spend the next, how much time are we in? Probably. Uh, like, we got 12 minutes left, probably. Okay. 
Uh, no, but how much? We should spend the amount of time that we've done. So oh, okay, far. yeah, we're at forty-eight minutes. Okay, so we should spend the next forty-eight minutes talking about Doom, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh man, yeah. Is that a your, that. Was that your bowl? No, no. Oh uh, no, I don't. I don't think it was. But it's <laughs> it's uh, actually it's like the only video game film I'm aware of that actually has like a first-person se- yeah, shooter a sequence. Intense. It actually looks. It, shooter I remember seeing that at like sci-fi years ago and being like, okay, this kind of rules. Yeah. Did it work? Because um, I've seen like YouTube videos where people try and do that and it looks well. So not it's good. real goofy and campy, but it's The Rock, so mm-hmm. it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. and you Speaking know it's of- like he gets knocked down, and he's almost dead, but there's one demon left. Yeah, <laughs> first person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's cool. Which speaking, of- he's got to shut down the gate to hell. Yeah, or whatever of- the plot of Doom is. Yeah, the they're on Mars and they've opened a gate to hell on Mars. Right. Yeah. Um, That's halfway there. So. He's also going to be in Rampage coming out soon. Yeah. I think Rampage is already out. Is it already out? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I heard it's pretty good. I um, Yeah, the, <laughs> the Rock can do no wrong as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I went and saw Jumanji. It's fun. He did meet with uh, the Prince Mohammed bin Salman from Saudi Arabia and had a good time with him. So that's kind of like a... I don't know what that means. That's a mark He also did the, Baywatch, which apparently oh. was very bad. Yeah. So... Well, he can do some wrong. He can do, some but wrong. mostly not. that's right. Yeah. he's not. He's, <laughs> he's not, not perfect. He's, not, he's perfect. not Saint Rock. Yeah, he's just old Dwayne Johnson. Um, we should see if we can get him on as a guest. Man, I would love to do like a, a marathon of all those like Yule Bowl movies. Oh God! Like what was it? Postal? Postal, I think. Uh, God, uh, Alone in the Dark. I think he did a movie of Alone in the Dark, just like an old act, you- like adventure point and click game. Yeah. I, I am excited. Just sorry to go back to Rampage real quick. I I talked about the trailer. I think during the Last Jedi episode. Yeah. But I didn't know at the time that the giant gorilla is his best friend, and that it's the Rock and the giant gorilla versus, versus the werewolf the and the um, giant lizard crocodile yes. alligator. I, don't know. I think it's just giant like lizard and giant wolf. I yeah. think they got rid of the werewolf element. Yeah. Which makes sense, because that's a lot more to explain. Yeah, it'd be weird. Um, yeah, the so the thing about Yule Ball that I just found out like recently, and it, it, this is everyone knows this apparently except for me. So if you knew this, sorry. Uh, he used to challenge people to boxing matches. Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. In, I knew that. in the last like week and a half. He was challenging Alex Jones to a boxing match. Oh, I'd watch that. Saying that he would beat the shit out of Alex Jones. I actually believe that. And I don't know. I think Alex Jones just offhandedly made a U-Bull remark in the middle of another tweet, and U-Bull just went off on him. Like, oh, yeah. Like, if anyone's got pent-up aggression, it's one of the worst directors of all time. His films aren't even, like, uh, campy in a fun way. No, they're not. They're they're bad. I mean, it's like a, it's a producer's thing. Like, yeah. that's like a whole thing. At least what I that's what I was I heard is that, like, he gets paid a lot of money to make them, so he makes purposely cheap, bad films, and like comes out. How does positive. that work out? Because uh, he's German and he makes all of them in Germany. <laughs> okay. The same way that like tax people, breaks. Yeah, same pe- way people film uh, movies in Cincinnati for the tax breaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've had some decent films in Cincinnati, but the one I worked on, Marauders, sure was a piece of shit. Yeah, that you could tell. Like everything the directors made is meant to go like straight to video or straight to. I think it's like video on demand now. It's movies to like. I think they're basically films that are meant to like pad the selection on Netflix, and even more so to like plat- pad the selection on like flights. Yeah, and I watched it. It's not. It's bad. Yeah, that was a f- oh the John Gotti film. Did you hear about that? That got dropped. Yeah, yeah. They fucking Did dropped I tell it. you they location spotted my building? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mentioned that. So I was like really excited. They ended up not filming there. Oh, that's but fine. then I heard they that it got not releasing the yeah, film. That's crazy. Or like, so apparently they had sold it to some distribution company, and then the distribution company like a month before it was going to come out, which it wasn't going to have like a wide was release. It, it wasn't Paramount, was it? No, it was someone smaller. But they, okay. um, they just they just dropped it, and now like the production company has to find someone new to sell it to. But that doesn't happen very often, no. so it must be god awful. Well, there's a weird man. There's been a weird thing going on with like Paramount with uh, like Annihilation and uh, mm. Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, like there's some big shakeup in the the executives at Paramount having an argument over how to release these films or whatever, and they decided that Cloverfield Paradox are just going to sell to Netflix and Annihilation. 
um, which was really good. I really liked Annihilation a lot. Who's the director for that? They had made something uh, it's good the before. guy who it's the guy who did. Um, I know I not like Not iRobot. Ex, ex Machina. Ex oh, Machina. I said Ex Machina? Yeah. Oh, I loved Ex Machina. It's the guy, the guy who wrote and directed that did like the screenplay with based off the book. Or that whatever. was great, but it did like lean very much on the charisma of its two actors. Yeah. I, I'd watch Oscar Isaac. Do He's anything. Alicia Vikander and Oscar Isaac. Yes. And um, uh, uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Yeah, yeah Domhnall Gleeson. Domhnall. Um, but that was really good. But yeah, that was a film that they like Paramount put it out in the U.S. and then outside the U.S. they just said, "All right, Netflix, here you go." Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they've got that planned for anything else or what. What exactly happened if they were like, "Hey, these science fiction films aren't going to do well. We're just going to drop them." What I heard about that is that they thought it was like too cerebral for international audiences or something like that. I I mean I could see it's weird. Yeah. It's a very weird film. It was really cool though. I, I'm I'm excited for it to come out on like Blu-ray or whatever because I really want to watch it again. Mm. Because um, there is a part at the end where it just gets so loud and so things in your face that I'm like, oh, I'm dying. This <laughs> is what dying is like. Um, and it's really kind of cool for that because it like doesn't explain. It doesn't like hold your hand all that much. It's just like, yeah, there's this place. Uh, we're trying to get to the center of it. Here's a scary monster that's killing people. And like they take care of the monster. And then there's like 40 minutes left in the film of them just like having this thing at the end it's kind of cool cool but, that's annihilation yeah i highly recommend it if you can i don't think it's still in theaters I'd probably it'll it be on something now. streaming soon um i looked up the john the Gotti thing and it was Lionsgate who apparently dropped it 10 days before release at least that was the story wow, john travolta qu- called it bordering on fake news and said that changed his mind about distribution sure and then I don't know. A bunch of bullshit. I don't trust John Lions, Travolta. Lionsgate's been around for a while, right? Yeah. Because I only like know them from... They did like all the Saw movies, didn't they? I have no idea. I feel like they did all the Saw movies, and that was like, oh, okay, this is a, a distributor now. But I think I, saw, I think I saw... They're from the day they split off of MGM, because the guy who kept the lion, the MGM lion, in his cell with the gate realized he held all the power, so he started his own studio. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good joke, but I, I needed mean, time while I looked up when Ranescape <laughs> was founded. Yeah. Uh, Ninety-seven. It's not that old. Okay, so yeah, they probably first saw film came out in two thousand three, something like that. So sounds right to me. Um, oh, let me let me go over my favorite reference. Okay, in, in last Ready Player thing. One is last, last thing. Last nerd shit, and then we're closing the episode. No, close the episode. Okay, so. And the, the story behind this is kind of dumb, but whatever. It's kind of I thought that I was like, oh, this that's whole thing cute. is dumb. So you know who did the screenplay for uh, Ready Player One the movie? Is no Zach Penn and Ernest Klein. Okay, who's Zach Penn? Zach Penn has done previous screenplays in the past. One of the films that he did the screenplay for was Last Action Hero, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Good film. Uh, great film. Other, it slows down. I rewatched it like last week, two weeks ago. It slows down a lot near the end once they actually go into the real world. Uh, Who's the bad guy in that? Uh, it's um, Christopher Lloyd. Nope, I'm thinking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, no, it is not a major actor. Um, the God, what's his name? I don't know. What's he in? He's got a fake eyeball in this. Jesus, and I gotta look this. We up. don't want to look start it up. For time. Anyway, so Zach Penn did the. Um, Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero, and in the race sequence, the first key puzzle thing, the first time they go through it and they do like, oh, look at this, it's so cool, King Kong's wrecking some shit. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They go, they drive past a movie theater, and on the bill, the, the matinee, what's it called? The thing that they tell you what the films are. Uh, the sign. The what's sign. It's uh, this, marquee. This marquee. Marquee. On the marquee. And there's an M.A., on the marquee, it says, uh, like, Jack Slater, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah, character from Last nice. Action Hero. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I was like, oh, that's, I, that's that a is, Last Action Hero. That joke. is kind of cool. And apparently, the thing is, is that Ernest Klein wanted to do some more, like, Last Action Hero stuff. Yeah. And Zach Penn was like, no, that's too self-masturbatory or whatever. Let's leave my past. And then he's like, do you know the project we're working? Talking yeah, about masturbatory? So what he did is after they finished writing the screenplay, he contacted ILM who did the the special effects and said, 
hey, can you throw in like a reference to Last Action Hero mm-hmm. during one of these things that Zach Penn's never going to see because it's all computer generated. And so they did that. What was the reference? The, just the Jack oh, just Slater that? thing. Okay. And so I thought that was like kind of a cool little thing of like, hey, you know, I know you didn't want this, but here you go. That is kind of cool. Um, Charles Dance is the guy's name, by the way. Oh, the guy from who plays Tywin in Game of Thrones. Yes. yes. Correct. Well, we saw oh, that. Oh, and uh, there's, he's not the main, he's like the main bad guy, but the other bad guy in that is Tom Noonan. Okay. Yeah, that's a guy. The, the, the like 70 foot tall man who's plays every creepy character in every show ever. He was uh, the bad in guy. In House of the Devil? Yes, whatever. he was in the, yeah. uh, House of the Devil. He was in um, Manhunter. He, uh, he played the Tooth Fairy in Manhunter. And The Rock played the Tooth Fairy in the film. Tooth the Man. Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. Starring that one. The Rock. Sophie. From, sure. I'm pretty sure it's the girl who played Sophie from Cory in the House. Oh, man. You know Cory in the House. I don't know Cory in the House. Let's close up this episode. Um, if you, if you made it this far, if you can solve, you, you did it. You've solved our puzzle. You, you win this podcast. (laughs) You can take it over. You can control this podcast. (laughs) Or at least you could be a guest. If you don't bail day of, you can have all of the money we have, which is (laughs) just doing some calculations real quick. Zero. Absolutely nothing. But if you want to change that. Sign up for our Patreon. And I sw- swear we'll... We'll put actually, content on there. Yeah, we'll day. actually put content on there. Eventually. Um, Don't you want to read t- the screenplay for Ready Player Two? Uh, James, Margarita. <laughs> James Buffett's Oasis. <laughs> um, That's it. You got anything else? Uh, I, I do uh, want to plug something. I'm going to plug... Um, the, my, my radio... Yes. Uh, the radio show I'm doing with a friend of the podcast, Sammy Burrows. Uh, it's called The Fire Escape. It's on every Saturday at 5 p.m. Uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, The Fire Escape on Radio Artifact. Like it. Uh, we'll post our playlists on there. And also like the uh, like and follow the theme Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. We got social media covered. We don't really use it, but we are covered. Occasionally. Sometimes we'll get drunk, and I'll talk about Brendan <laughs> Fraser. So if you enjoy... Me going on and on about Brendan Fraser. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to plug. Uh, I don't know if this is going to come out in time. I would love if it did. Not that it really matters. Uh, on Mar- March 5th? Nope. May 5th. Yeah, it'll be out by then. Yeah. May 5th, which is a Saturday. Um, the political organization that I belong to, Socialist Alternative. Nambla. And... I do not have confirmation yet, but we're hoping that this comes together properly. Uh, the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, are going to do a joint event celebrating Marx's birthday, which is May 5th. Uh, it has been 200 years. It's the 200th anniversary of Marx's birthday. He was born in uh, Cinco de Mayo. 1818. Huh. So we are we are putting on an event at the Mach B that I believe will start around 9. Okay. Um, at least that's the the plan. I still some of this stuff is still being confirmed when we post the episode. Maybe we can put that stuff in the the description somewhere or something. I don't care. Um, but my band will be playing upstairs. Uh, a friend of mine, Daniel, his band. Wait, the name of your band is upstairs. Yeah, my your band isn't playing. No, upstairs. no, no, no. The okay, band's name important. is upstairs. Sorry, yes. There will be three bands playing, uh, as long as well as some speakers, hopefully from both organizations. Uh, there'll be tabling. And in case you're interested in like, what is socialism? This would be a good thing to come out and check out and talk to some people and find out, you know, basically uh, we're living in the age of Trump. How can you help, you know, fight back against Trump uh, in a way that isn't just posting about Mueller or the P tape on uh, social media, even though the stuff is fun and good, I guess. Um, but my band upstairs is playing. Uh, my friend Daniel's band, Low the Loyal Conscripts, is playing, and my friend Emma's band is playing. I don't know yet if it's going to be her band, The Almost Infinite, or her band, Paper Doll Scissor Fight. Either way, check them all out. So uh, it's a free show. Um, I mean, there'll be merch and stuff that I'm sure both groups will be selling uh, pamphlets, papers, literature. Literature, hopefully. I'm hoping that we can get some buttons together for my band, uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But. Uh, May, yeah, May 5th, uh, the Mockbee. Check it out. Will do. Damn. 
Anything, Hale? I got nothing coming up. Really? Soon, That's so. different. Yeah. Well. Take it easy. Hitting the studio. Yeah. Um, Hitting the shed. Actually. Hitting the shed. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Check that stuff out. Do all that stuff. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And See ya. Glad you enjoyed the nerd shit. We got to come with better, better sign-off. We're going to... Slap you up. What was it? Put on your thinking hat. Thinking helmet. Because we're gonna thinking helmet. Because you got the thinking. Put on your thinking helmet. Because we're gonna hit you up the head with some knowledge. Hit you upside the head with some knowledge. Bye.